0: Welcome to the Sweat Simple Podcast. My name is Brooks Herbis and I'm an online fitness coach helping people simplify and make sense out of the all too confusing fitness and nutrition industry. In this episode, I'm breaking down the most common mistakes I see people making in their fitness journey. So grab a coffee, water, glass of wine, or lace up your walking shoes and let's dive in. Hello, Sweat Simple Squad. I recently got a new coffee maker and it has become my entire personality. Um, It is like a specialty coffee maker and it allows you to make both like normal drip coffee and then it's concentrated coffee so you can make espresso type drinks too. So I just had a little iced latte with some sugar-free caramel syrup in it. It was so good. I'm feeling so caffeinated and I'm really feeling amped up to do this podcast. Uh, I'm also feeling a little spicy because of that. And I think some of these mistakes I'm about to outline might be a little bit difficult to hear and that's okay if you're doing these things though because the cool thing about listening to the rest of this podcast and understanding these mistakes that you might currently be making is that i'm also going to help you identify what you should be doing instead so like i said some of this might be hard to hear because you might be frustrated that you've been doing these things and you shouldn't have been doing them. But that's okay. because the only way that you're going to change and start to actually make progress is by understanding that you shouldn't be doing these things and changing your course of action instead. So really a good thing if you are making these mistakes, because now you have this amazing opportunity to change, to try something new, to get out of your comfort zone, and to hopefully start seeing a lot more progress. So let's just dive right in. I have six little mistakes here that you might be making. These are the most common ones that I see. So this is what I see from people when they first start uh, online coaching with me, or a lot of times this is what you guys are messaging me in my DMs. Uh, These are the six ones I hear most often. So there's a good chance that it might be something you're struggling with too. The first mistake I see is adding back calories from exercise. If you're currently do that doing this, stop right now. <laughs> the best course of action would actually be to remove and turn that feature off in your tracking app. Uh, I know for like MyFitnessPal, I think they now make you pay premium for that, so if that's the case, that that's okay. You can either just uh remove your like Apple Watch or whatever that's connected or just stop paying attention to that calories burned from exercise number. Reason being is because most calorie deficit calculations already take exercise into account. So your calorie deficit target that you're striving for every day already includes some exercise and daily movement. By adding back additional calories burned through exercise, you're now likely putting yourself at least into maintenance, if not into a surplus, which means, If you're no longer in a calorie deficit, you're not going to lose weight. The other thing to keep in mind is that most of the time our calories burned trackers, whether that's an Apple watch, a Fitbit, the treadmill, whatever it is, aren't accurate and are grossly overestimating the amount of calories we actually burned. So not only are we taking ourselves out of a deficit just because we're adding calories back that we shouldn't, but we're also probably adding back too many now i don't want you to panic because i know some of you if you're doing this you might think oh my God, well, if I don't add back these calories, I'm going to be starving all the time. So in that case, I would take a look at your calorie calculation and make sure it's not too low. Make sure you're actually in a very sustainable deficit. And I do want you to feel confident in the fact that calories burned through exercise is actually a very, very small percentage of your total calories burned throughout the day. It's like less than 10%. So even if you increase your total you know, calories overall to make it a more sustainable, Deficit and you stop adding back those calories from exercise, you're still going to be in a deficit. You're going to be just fine um, because adding back those calories is really just putting you at a disservice. So, that is the first tip or first common mistake. The second mistake really ties into that, and it is thinking that nutrition doesn't matter at all when it comes to weight loss and weight loss is only about your workouts. This, unfortunately, is not true i used to fall into this camp i used to think that i could eat whatever i wanted as long as i just worked out six days a week but in reality because of what i said above which is that your calories burned through exercise is a very small percent of your total calories burned throughout the day less than 10 percent it is really freaking hard to control your calorie deficit through your nutrition. For the most part, it would mean that if you were able to control your calorie deficit through your nutrition, or sorry, I messed that up. I meant hard to control your calorie deficit through your workouts. Um, If you were able to really do it, it would require you to be doing hours of cardio, which isn't really sustainable. So instead of trying to control your calorie deficit through your workouts and calories burned, you should instead try to control your calorie deficit through your nutrition and the calories that you're eating. It's much easier to kind of quote unquote manipulate that than it is to manipulate your calories burned because think about it this way, it's a lot easier to say, okay, well, instead of having this third slice of pizza, I'm gonna have two and a side salad than it is to say, okay, at the end of a really tough work day, I'm going to go and run for three hours to burn enough calories to put me in a deficit. One of those sounds a lot more manageable long-term than the other, and it's the nutrition side of things. So I know you may be thinking that it's all about the workouts, how hard you're working in the gym, all that good stuff. But really, weight loss comes down to being in a calorie deficit, which is much more easily controlled through your nutrition. I'm also going to encourage you and remind you that... Most of the time, the most effective workouts for achieving that toned look you might be looking for require you to build muscle, which means they're strength training. And those aren't going to be the workouts that burn the most calories. So, if you can stop trying to focus your workouts on calories burned, you're actually going to be able to do more effective workouts that are actually getting you closer to your goals. So, Stop thinking that nutrition doesn't matter and weight loss is all about your workouts. The opposite is actually true. Weight loss is really all about your nutrition and we work out to build muscle, improve our cardiovascular health, a lot of good things, but we don't work out specifically to lose weight. So the third mistake I see people making is thinking that healthy eating is enough the really unfortunate truth is that healthy foods still have calories too. And it's still important to understand portion sizes and make sure that you're in a calorie deficit in order to lose weight. I hear this all the time. I hear, I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. I'm eating really healthy. Well, first of all, healthy eating really means something different to everyone to some people that means eating nothing but chicken breast and broccoli and to other people that means eating acai bowls and avocado toast and all those things that are labeled with marketing as quote unquote healthy and i'm not saying those things aren't healthy but i am saying that those things actually tend to have a lot of calories and that calories do matter and unless you're controlling your portion size and unless you're in a calorie deficit you won't lose weight no matter how healthy the food is so i'm not telling you to stop eating things like acai bowls and avocado toast i freaking love avocado toast if you haven't tried it with cottage cheese on top definitely do that it is so good little everything but the bagel on top too um and i like to add an egg but anyways if you're you still need to understand portion sizes of those foods. So absolutely eat them, just learn to eat them in moderation. So just eating quote unquote healthy isn't enough. You still really need to understand energy balance. You still need to be eating less than your body is burning throughout the day. And you still need to have an eye on portion sizes if weight loss is your goal. If just overall health is your goal, awesome, doesn't matter. Don't have to be in a calorie deficit. If your goal is specifically weight loss, those calories do matter whether they're coming from chips or whether they're coming from nuts. So just be mindful of that and understand that healthy foods still have calories. A lot of the times they do have less calories than, you know, like more nutrient dense foods like chicken breast and the broccoli are going to have less calories than something like two slices of pizza. But it's still important to understand the calorie makeup of them. So you can really start to understand portion sizes. The fourth mistake I see people making, and that goes along with everything we're just talking about, is eyeballing your food and not being actively engaged in calorie counting. Uh, There's a pretty big difference between counting calories and actually accurately counting calories. Uh, If you just eat something and then say, okay, well, I think that was about like, seven pretzels. So I'm going to log seven pretzels. And then, oh, earlier today, I did have an egg. So I'm going to log that. And I had, I think it was like a cup of cottage cheese, but it was probably a little bit less. So I'm going to add, you know, half a cup of cottage cheese, that's counting your calories. That's not counting calories accurately. And that is going to feel like a lot of work without actually getting you the results that you want. So instead, it's really important that you're taking an active interest in counting your food so that it's actually worth it. So what I recommend is trying to weigh as much as you can in grams. This will feel like a lot at first, but I promise it gets a lot easier and it's really not um but weighing your food in grams is going to make your portion sizes a lot more accurate and the reason i like weighing your food as opposed to using something like cups and tablespoons is because at the end of the day your cup can be filled to different amounts so like one cup of sweet potatoes could be 150 calories or it could be 300 calories and that 150 calorie difference difference can add up over the course of a lot of foods throughout the day but 100 grams of sweet potatoes is always going to be 85 calories because 100 grams does not change. You can't have more or less like you can in a cup. So that is why I really like weighing in grams. It helps you be a lot more precise with your serving size, which is going to allow you to be most accurate with calorie counting. The other thing you need to make sure you're not doing is make sure you're not forgetting about those licks bites and tastes that you're taking throughout the day you know that like extra handful of chips you have before you start cooking dinner or that like chicken nugget that you grab off your kid's plate or that like you know when you pour your wine and you measure it out and then you say oh just a little bit more those do have calories even though it feels like they don't and they do all add up. So if you're not seeing the progress you want, if you're not seeing the results that you want, I want you to get really serious and honest with yourself about how accurately you're actually tracking and make the commitment to one, weigh as much as you possibly can in grams, and two, make sure you're actually tracking everything you're eating and drinking throughout the day. Now, I do wanna give the caveat, like don't be obsessive about this. Do not be a crazy person. Like, please do not bring your food scale to a restaurant or to a friend's house. It is okay if you have some meals that aren't tracked absolutely perfectly. Remember, you're only striving for 80% consistency, so there is some flexibility here, but I'm talking about as a whole, how consistent are you being with tracking accurately? What you're doing most of the time matters a heck of a lot more than what you do some of the time. So you want most of your meals to be weighed in grams and tracked really accurately, but it is okay if not every single meal is perfectly logged. And I do want to give that caveat because I don't want you getting stuck in perfectionism um, or, you know, feeling a little obsessive about it. That is not what we want at all. So the fifth mistake I see is people trying to set their calories as low as possible to try to lose weight super quickly. Have you ever done this before? Have you ever you know, typed into your little tracking app, like, well, I really wanna lose three pounds a week, so I'm just gonna set my calories really low, lose the weight really quickly, but you're doing great for like a week, or maybe two weeks, or maybe even a month, but that third week, that fifth week, that seventh week, starts to feel really hard. You're starving all the time, you have low energy, and you start to have these days or multiple days, maybe even full weeks, where you just go completely off the rails. And as a result, you're not being super consistent. I know it's tempting to think that faster weight loss is better, but in reality, slower weight loss is going to get you more long-term results because you're going to be able to adhere to this higher calorie number for a lot longer. You'll end up being more consistent over a longer period of time. And as a result, you're going to get more results. So don't try to set your calories as low as possible. There are multiple ways to find your calorie deficit I personally like the calculator that's on my website. Uh, If you don't know how to find that, shoot me a DM on Instagram, I'll send it over to you. That's going to be a pretty sustainable calorie deficit target for you. If though that's lower than another target you've gotten somewhere else, I always say, always use a higher number. The higher number is going to allow you to be uh, more consistent and you'll be able to adhere to it for longer. The last mistake I see people making, which has been tied up into all these last five points, is not paying attention to your consistency and thinking your consistency doesn't matter all that much. I hear so often in my DMs that you guys are not doing all of the above, so you're quote unquote on the right track, but when I ask you how consistent you've been, You always say, well, I think like pretty consistent. And I'm like, okay, like how consistent though? Like, do you think you've been 80% or more consistent? And you can't tell me because you're not tracking your consistency. I'm here to tell you, it does not matter if you have the most perfect calorie number, if you are following the queen of all workout programs, if you are not consistently taking action, you are not going to see results. Over the course of a month, you need to be, 80% consistent or more. And if you're not, you're not really gonna see any results. So you need to be tracking your consistency. Like I really recommend not just like thinking you're being consistent, but like really actually tracking your consistency, similar to how you do your calories. So get out a calendar and over the course of a 30 day month, every day you hit your calories, you get an X, every day you don't, leave it blank. At the end of that 30-day month, you should only have six blank days. That means that you've been 80% or more consistent. If you're not tracking this, if you don't know how many days a month you're hitting your calories, it's going to be really hard to tell what the issue is and why you might not be seeing weight loss progress. And if you're someone who knows you need to be more consistent, but something is holding you back and you can't seem to get yourself there. I do have a new group coaching program that is going to help you with this. It is called Crush Your Consistency. Over the course of the eight weeks, I tell you exactly what you need to do in order to lose weight, in order to get stronger, but most importantly, what you need to do in order to be consistent. I'm going to help you work through all the reasons that you might be struggling with consistency right now, whether it's your relationship with food, your mindset around the foods that you're eating, how you're approaching the weekend, whatever that thing is that's preventing you from being more consistent, we're gonna talk through that, we're gonna work through that so that you can ultimately stay more consistent overall long term and maintain all the progress you're going to make so if you're listening to this live this program starts on april 3rd doors close on march 31st 2023 uh, if this is not live sh- and you're listening to this way in advance and you're like that sounds like the program i need to be in shoot me a dm i'll get you on a wait list for a future round uh, but truly guys i cannot stress how important consistency is when it comes to your fitness journey. It is the bottom foundation that's going to hold everything together, that's going to drive your progress, and that's ultimately going to be what helps you maintain these habits for life. That wraps it up for this episode of the Sweat Simple Podcast. If this was helpful, I would love to hear from you guys. If you have any other questions, I'd love to help answer them. Shoot me a DM so we can chat through what's going on. But just in general, thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you have a great rest of your week.